Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Well, folks, Land Sharks After Dark here. Uh, once again, talking to you just like we do every week. Justin Sanders and John Stefanzik. Uh, gonna talk about Ole Miss a little bit, as we've been known to do in the past. And, um, you know, I- I'm not gonna bury the lead. I-, I know what's on everyone's mind. I know what everyone's thinking about. Um, Ole Miss defeated Clayton State in a basketball exhibition game. Um, it was it was a huge, big, big deal. Uh, no, obviously, I'm kidding. I-, I hear no reaction from John. He did-, did not think that was funny. I think John probably wants to talk a little bit about the Arkansas game, where Ole Miss... Uh, lost was that single overtime or double overtime? It was John? single overtime. Lost in single overtime uh, on a crazy fluke fourth and twenty five conversion from Arkansas on a backwards lateral that bounced on the turf, and then uh, Brandon Allen QB sneak for the two point conversion. Uh, just a real dagger, heartbreaking loss for the Rebels. The Rebels moved to seven and three on the year uh, with games against LSU and Mississippi State remaining. Um, definitely not a cakewalk left on the stretch here, John. Seven and five is a very real possibility. But let's uh, let's start with the this week's game, the game at hand. What went wrong? Uh, and if if you want to talk about what went right too, you can. But what went wrong in Ole Miss's uh, was it fifty three fifty two loss on Saturday? Well, while they are separated by generations, Archie Manning and Chad Kelly have the two best quarterback performances in Ole Miss history because Chad was. Chad was unbelievable on Saturday, and it almost—it's almost like you had to go back and think about how good he was after the game because of how bad the defense was. But he—I mean, he probably should have been sacked about four times and made a guy miss, and then ran for yardage. I mean, he—he—I mean, after the first quarter, I can't really think of a throw he missed. Um, played absolutely fantastic, and, but he lost the game. I mean, I think Archie in '69 losses at 33-32, or I think it was a one-point loss, and then this game's a one-point loss. The the symmetry there is quite, quite weird. But I mean, it's 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 a devastating loss. Almost no longer controls its own destiny. Um, during the game, watching our defense get just gutted, and I know the, let's just get this out of the way. The, the fourth and twenty-five play in overtime that could they could play that play fifty more times and that not happen. But well, to be in that situation, the defense had a lot of breakdown. Like just to get to overtime, exactly, exactly. to let to, them make that fluke play, the defense should have gotten you, stops long before then. You play that awful on defense, and you say you, you're lucky you still even be the game because your quarterback's out there playing. Because Chad's out there having the second best day in all this history, and B, you put yourself in a position where one play can decide the game, and anything can happen in one play. And that the kicker is that didn't even decide the game. I, I watched that get converted and go, you know what? They hit it. They still had to score. I mean, yeah. they, they're still up seven. They had to score. But I, I don't know about you. I thought the whole time 
I was scared as hell of Bielma getting down there, tight and getting within one and going for two. I even thought he might think about a regulation if he had a chance. I mean, I knew. I mean, that didn't surprise me one bit. And yeah, then Bielma's dangerous, like especially with where his team is right now. Like nothing to lose. Like it, just the way he coaches is such a bad matchup for Freeze. Well, it was dead. It was dead. Obviously, the team could stop the other or count stop it. Except the first three, so first then, three it, rounds of overtime, Ole Miss defense actually gets. Gets a rush and makes a couple yep. plays, but then the Hain—I tell you—the the, play—I thought the Haynes face match was more devastating than the fourth and twenty-five because yeah. they steamed it and stopped it. And Haynes didn't mean to grab his face mask. Obviously, it didn't impact the play. He was going to tackle Brandon Allen either way and win the game. But then it's just one of those deals that happens. And the fact that that happened on top of the fourth and twenty-five lateral is just a. I mean, those two plays happening within, I guess there's probably, I think the Tech Arkansas, like what, one play between to score. Yeah. I mean, that pretty, I mean, that's, that's a hell of a way to lose. But I didn't, I mean, I was watching the whole second half thinking, you know, this team, I mean, they might win today, but are they really going to be able to go beat LSU and State two back to back weeks with playing as bad as they are on defense? Because they've been gutted enough to, I mean, Johnny McCrary looked good against them. Florida scorched them. Memphis scorched them. They played well against A and M, but A and M's awful. We've seen that in weeks, weeks afterwards. Auburn. Jeremy Johnson went in and beat A and M by sixteen in College Station. Now that that locker room may be falling apart. That's another discussion. And Auburn, if they had any success in the red zone, would have put, could have put more points on them. Is one is one way to look at it. And really, I mean, the the back seven of that defense has just been. A huge disappointment this year, bar none. I mean, we knew linebacker yeah. was going to be somewhat of a concern. Um, Gates is a solid player, but besides that, you really don't have anybody you can consistently lean on. Um, second, the, the safety play. I mean, Hilton was moved to corner because Tony Bridges got benched. So, I mean, look, going into the season, it was it was Shepard, Bridges, and Webster was the third corner of my mind. And they were all talented. So, when Webster, Bridges right. is not the guy, that's fine, but... Bridge, I mean, T. Shepard has you know didn't didn't meet expectations. Quit the team. Whatever, whatever really happened there. Right. And Bridges, I mean, he's a junior college player. He's got he's he's got the size. He's got athleticism, but he needs. I mean, he may be a good you know above average SEC corner next year, but this year he's not. And they've been he's been picked on all year. Hilton was moved out there, and team I think teams have figured out how to pick on Mike Hilton some too. I mean, he's a, he's, he's a very versatile football player, very good player, but mm-hmm. not a not a stopper. And Trey Elston got beat a couple times. I mean, ba- I mean, he probably. I mean, there's a combination of everybody not having a good game and just they are what they are, which is a secondary that has really probably been a bit has been. They've been a disappointment, and the D line outside of Robert. I mean, I know Robert didn't show up on stat sheets because everybody triple teams him. That's fine. Although part of it may be because they stunt and twist him so much, which I don't understand why they don't just do a basic four man rush with their talent up front. But they, I mean, Fadal and Haynes and all those guys, and I know Arkansas has a good offensive line, but they've just they failed to consistently generate a pass rush all year. Outside, so that's been a. It's been a surprise, really. I mean, I think I think the defensive line play has been surprising. The safety play has been surprising. Uh, the only thing that hasn't been surprising is just kind of the mediocreness of the linebacking core. Um, that was kind of is, expected, but we thought they would get masked, and it turns out that they don't have the people to cover yeah. the cover plays. And I thought Connor early in the game when he was out there, you know, made a notable impact with his knee got tight, he got stiff at halftime, and. 
I never really realized until I guess after this week it came out that he needs he needs major surgery after the season. Yeah, I admit I'd never that. I'd never heard that he. Yeah, it was. It sounded like it was either a three to six week, and then he's done repair. You know, either he was gonna have to get get it shaved, get back in three weeks like C.J. Johnson, sure. or maybe have it repaired and take you know four to eight weeks potentially. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, it sounds there's more than a meniscus tear there, so he's out there. I mean, if if almost didn't have a shot to win the SEC, he, they would have shut him down for the season. But he's gonna he's gonna go out there. And I guess he's probably gonna come back his senior year because he's not gonna be able to go perform at the combine and he can and would right. you know still be operated on. Realistically, he'd be a th- he's probably a third round draft pick. You know, with if he goes this year and he could easily he could be a first round with a good senior season. So that's unfortunate for him because. It's good for Ole Miss next year, but you'd like to see CJ. I mean, not CJ. CC Tony go and get drafted. You know, between probably somewhere between twenty and forty in the draft, I would think, if he went. But regardless, I mean, it, it's it, it. What was really frustrating was they kept. I mean, they really didn't give up that many rushing yards until the fourth quarter. But the fact that Brandon Allen, I mean, looked like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or whatever top line Drew Brees. I guess my Saints fans listening to this. Fact that he look, he really looked like Drew Brees, I guess, from a height standpoint. It's like, I mean, how do you let that happen? I mean, you, they get they bite on play action. I mean, they and every, every time, time they, every they play try, action, they tried to start blitzing, and then that didn't. I mean, they just it, it literally looked like Arkansas knew it was coming and was a step ahead the entire game. Which credit Arkansas staff schematically. I mean, Bealum is a good coach. Bealum is a much more experienced coach than Hugh Freeze. That is a very good point. Bealum's proven he can coach and win. His record at Arkansas isn't not that great, but he's, but he's yeah, like you said, this is not his first I mean, job. Unlike Freeze, if Arkansas sticks with him, then he'll get that. They're not going to win the West every year because they don't. Not, because let's be real honest, nobody. I mean, only, there's Alabama and LSU have are at their own level when it comes to resources from both a talent and a financial perspective. But he'll. I mean, he'll have them Arkansas be solid every year, and he's a he's the kind of guy that if you, you if you're an opponent ponies if you're an opponent fan base and you don't like him, and if he's your guy, you like him because he's will stand up for you. But I thought, I mean, defensively, we could be here all day talking about how they got they got beat, but that's been the theme all year. So my, and, I, 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 do you think Arkansas has a shot uh, at LSU this Saturday or uh, playing State at home the week after that? I think they do. How's that? What's LSU going to I mean, their do? confidence is definitely there after overtime over Auburn, overtime over Ole Miss. I mean, confidence is there, and they've figured out. They've kind of, it seems like Hunter Henry is a really good pass catcher. He's Bill hard to cover. always get better as a season. Yeah, I know. And Freeze's oh. teams always get worse, except for that first year when they had no injuries. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, the, the freeze November thing. I know the record's bad, but I guess to get into that real quick, the first year they didn't have a whole lot of talent. They went two and two. The uh, second thir- year, the loss at state was pretty inexcusable. The uh, the Missouri loss at home, Missouri was good that year. That's sure. fine. It was rainy. Uh, losing the Egg Bowl on the road was pretty bad, was, but hard, hard, that was hard to avoid when they held their best player for the first three quarters and then bring him in. I mean. Yeah, that's, a, that's I mean, a game changer. Tunsil got it, got hurt the, in the uh-huh. first that game, and Bo was rattled. Seen with the offense, and Bo's shoulder was shot. And then, see, I think we actually have a, a better chance to finish strong this year than we did, uh, obviously, than last year um, with all the injuries we had last season. I mean, at this point, last season we had lost Trebwell, 
Uh, we had Laramie lost. was Laramie yeah. percent with Laramie's old, shoulder so. was hurt. Um, I just it our offensive line was worse last year. Uh, our quarterback was worse last year. I mean, health wise, Connor will be able to give him some snaps. He's not one hundred percent, but he can. But well, I just I don't see LSU scoring fifty three points. No, I mean if they can stop Fournette, they're beatable because Harris showed he can. Right, I didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to watch uh, the Alabama LSU game, but I, well, from what Alabama, I've heard, Brandon Alabama Harris played, played cover two a little bit. Oh, Alabama has a front seven built to stop stop NFL running backs, and mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. Now, can Ole Miss replicate that? We'll see. Now, but if it takes eight guys to stop Fournette. And they go play action over the top. I could see Dupree and Doral torching Webster and or Brit. I, I could see them making plays on the secondary. That that's kind of the the matchup. Can Ole Miss stop Fournette, contain Fournette with seven in the box and then play adequate coverage on the outside? I, I mean, mean, how how good is LSU's defense? I have no idea. I don't know either. I think they're if they can give if they can give Chad a pocket. This, this goes for the next two games. If the offensive line and Warner and Luke, and he can scheme think, yeah, it up. He's going to find people. Chad gets time to throw and, and you know can plant his feet. He'll move the ball. I mean, that's – and they have, they found enough of a complimentary running game to that to be some pretty effective. So, I mean, they have a shot. That they can win the next two games. I, I think it's possible, and also you get the benefit of having this, this weird – uh, Arkansas team with nothing to lose, one three in a row, getting to beat up on both of them the week before. I mean that that's in Ole Miss's favor. Um, obviously, the the state Here, team is going to be th- amped for for the Egg Bowl. But what? here's well, here's the other thing is that and you know, I mean, some people probably listen to this thinking you know we're going to. You know, I think state loses in Fayetteville. Looking ahead to the Egg Bowl, right well, after the week after Alabama. Well, I, let's, let's let's go before that. I mean, I'd be saying this season they've completely blown their opportunity, except that I give State a puncher's chance at home against Alabama. I do, I do too, but that sandwich game between Bama and Ole Miss at Fayetteville with the way that, that we've seen what, what, Arkansas what you, playing. I mean, State's defensive secondary is arguably worse than Ole Miss's right now. They've lost their two best players back there, and they were never that great. I don't know. And, I'll, I'll, I'm not saying I expect this to happen, but if State beats Alabama – Ole Miss then now recontrols right. the West, exactly. which is just ridiculous to think about because they have three losses. Then it's like, well, look who they lost to. Actually, it adds up. So then right. they would have had to. I mean, I don't think that's inconceivable. I say that because I think Alabama, the way to be Alabama is to throw over the top. And Dak, Dak is throwing is, really, really well right now. Their offense is, well. is doing really good. Allen, he took criticism earlier in, week, earlier in the year, but he's realized he doesn't have a running game or, a, or he, one he can lean on. So uh-huh. let's. Let's put Dak in the pocket. It also makes Dak look better as a thrower. It's work, it works out better for Dak's shot at a pro career as well as the way that team's built. And Fred Ross and Darunia Wilson can make plays on people. So if they can protect, they can give Dak, if you can have time to throw against Alabama, you can move the ball. Mm-hmm. And then the question is, is can they tackle? Can they tackle Derrick Henry? Because I, I think they can cover. I think, they can ad- I think you can adequately cover Alabama receivers. It's just a matter of if you can tackle Henry, that's the key to their whole offense. So we'll see. It, it, it's conceivable. State's going to be they're, – they're kind of late in the weeds. They're, they'll be jacked up. Um, cowbells will be blaring. And Alabama's coming off the LSU game. It's at night. I mean, it's a little bit of it. have to go on the road. It's a little bit of an emotional toll, but we'll see. 
I'll give State a ten percent chance of winning that game. And if you're Ole Miss and you say that, it, pull, yeah, you need it. Pull it off. It's like okay, we're back in control. Which then you go win a game at home, and then you have to go to Starkville. But but we'll see what happens there. So it's I mean this team lose this team blew its shot at controlling its own destiny. And which now it needs help from Mississippi State of all people, but all people or, but, or, or Auburn. <laughs> great. Crazier things have happened, but regardless, regardless of what happens the rest of the year, the, the Ole Miss defense this year has just been – I mean, they, they single-handedly lost the Arkansas game, and honestly, you can say they're mostly responsible for the Memphis game as well. I mean, they've uh, – Definitely. I, Florida, I definitely Florida, I'll give everybody a blame because the O-line couldn't block anybody. But, I mean, it's okay. To, you can have one day where you play like crap. I mean, let's just – let's be honest. You're going to play 12 games. It's going to happen. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is the I'm trying to think back. Hold on. So, yeah, this is the I, I don't really say Florida, but the Memphis game and the Arkansas game. It was like, all right, all we have to do is get through one more week. It's like it was Memphis. It was like one more week without Laramie, and Arkansas was like one more week until the bye, and and they just couldn't do it. It was like I I, I don't know. Maybe it's a mental thing. But I mean, the team is going to be a little, a little more dangerous, I guess. The last two games, I mean, they don't have to worry as much about blowing their opportunity. They can just go out there and play. Um, hopefully, they can get them up for it. I, I think your motivation now has to be if you can win the next two games, you got a shot to go win a bowl game and finish off with a better record than you had last year. I mean, at this point, with the with the heartbreaking losses that Ole Miss has had. Uh, it's kind of impressive that that opportunity even still exists, you know, to, to, to have a better season than last year. So I think that's something to play for. Yeah, I, you know, I think the team doesn't just lay down because check. I mean, there's a lot. Well, we of, saw in the A and M game. I mean, we saw them. There's a lot of, of people back. auditioning for NFL draft spots, which mm-hmm. means that they now said, okay, we're not playing for a championship, but we're playing to get paid, and that is as much of a motivator as a championship in a lot of ways. Biggest thing, Chad Kelly. I mean, I think Chad Kelly leaves after this year. And really? Yeah, I think he goes because he he. I mean, he's been a good soldier all year. I mean, Jim Kelly. I'm going off what Jim Kelly said in the uh, who was that New Mexico State interview. Basically said, you know, let's get through this year and then move on. Table Cobbleson wanted me to get on you about your uh, criticism of Chad and his height. Which well, I think it's uh, I think it's justifiable. I think I'm right that that's why he's not throwing over the middle. That's why he gets balls batted down. I mean, I think Chad's an amazing quarterback. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying I think roll part him of out. it is I don't. Out. I rece- we don't call crossing routes for whatever reason in our offense. Well, we called him for Bill Wallace. I'm trying to think of one he threw. You're talking about Chad or Bill? Either. Nah, dude, Evan Ingram was, was on those crossing routes like four times in the egg bowl. That was tight end released up the seam. I'm talking about like a receiver on the out, like a flanker coming over the middle. Like I don't you know. know. I know I know the pass you're talking about with the tight end release, but I, I'm thinking of Evan Ingram crossing routes last year too, I thought. Yeah, it's not a staple for it. Anyway, I mean, point is, I mean, especially Chad playing the way he did. It, it, and if you're – if Greg Little goes to Greg Little commit, we'll tie this in too. Greg Little announces where he's going on Friday. Number one offensive tackle in the country, I believe, is it Allen. He's out of Allen in Dallas, right? Yeah. He uh, it's either Alabama or Ole Miss, is if you believe the scuttle button. He was in Tuscaloosa this past weekend. But I mean, all rumors say that he's an Ole Miss lock, basically. I. Uh, it sounds fifty-fifty at best. Really? He's, That's not what I've heard. I think he. 
I don't know. It could go either way. He does have an official to Ole Miss lined up at the end of January. So if he if he if he commits to Ole Miss with them being the only visit he has left, I think that's pretty safe. If he commits to Alabama, I still think Ole Miss could is in the hunt for him. But it's, everything I've heard is is more. Um, he basically likes Ole Miss and Alabama about the same, but at Bama he would have to play guard for a the year. Talent have to play guard for a year because right. of Cam Robinson. Right. Where it's come in and at Ole Miss, you're the guy. You're the tackle for three years, and then you go to the NFL, just like Laramie is about to do. And you look at who's replacing. I mean, he's he's projected to be the number one pick. Like I think if you you just have to sell him on you're the you're the Tunzel, and then we got to find somebody to be the other to be the right tackle, and then find yeah. some more guards. I mean, how much? How well does he like Matt Luke? Does Matt yeah. Luke around next year? That's a fair question. I think he is. No, I was I was saying this last night how how funny it is that at this point in the season, if you had to guess what coordinators would be on the hot seat, you would think Dan Werner, Matt Luke. When in reality, it's more like uh, you know Dave Womack uh, and some of the defensive coordinators that that seem to be. I mean, I think you have to fire Corey Patoon. He's not qualified for the job that he has. I think, yeah. I mean, offensively, I think. I don't know what the play calling split was on Saturday, but Not they sure. they called a very good game, and, it, and with the trend being more toward low, I think Warner can call a confident game if he's given the freedom to do so. So I'm I'm fine with Warner, Luke. I mean, I mean, you put Laramie out there, and the offensive line looks decent now. I mean, it's kind of like is it talent? Is it scheme? I I could go either. way. I don't know. They're not going to have any talent next year. It's going to be. It didn't really. You have the best offensive line coach in the country. They're going to have issues next year, just from a, just from a talent and depth standpoint. Unless Greg Little comes in and plays like Laramie and, right. Rod Taylor is finally healthy. And you, you materialize a couple juco tackles. Well, they're saying Rod Taylor to right tackle, which really he's, I haven't heard that. Interesting. The talent, the talent's there, but can he execute it? I'm somewhat skeptical part of he's been hurt i mean i will say that but maybe i don't i wouldn't just write i wouldn't write that down and say it's set in stone. no no i don't and really it, i don't know i like the juco plan more than that and then the interior you have patterson to look get excited about sims with another year should be better i just it does, you just can't get excited about that group though because there's just too many i mean if it was four dudes then can rod taylor play right tackle you go okay they're probably gonna be pretty good but it's I mean, re- realistically, I mean, they a lot. They still have to prove something, pretty much. Everybody on that offensive line next year. I think. Is not I think you be feel good about there. Javon Patterson at left guard or whichever guard he ends up at, and then beyond that, it's just a wide open crapshoot. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, if I, if I if I'm Chad looking at that offensive line, and plus uh, Chad has seen that line with and without Tunsil, and it's not going to. You would predict it to be worse than that. Not any, you know, more towards the non-Tunsil version of it next year. I, I'm healthy. I, I, I go, I go throw for a bunch of yards on state and some bad team, bad team in a bowl game, and then go, go get drafted middle, mid round, and take a shot at it. But we will see what happens with that. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with Chad going to the draft as long as it solidifies Shay to Ole Miss. Um, that would be the only. Th- I mean, if we were to lose Chad and Shay, then it's it's definitely chicken little time. It's definitely sky is falling at that. I point. think Shay's pretty committed because Shay's pretty committed, or well, he's I, I, obviously he's, I think Shay's more or less a 
He's 90. I mean, he's like you're 95% sure he shows up on campus. I mean, they gave his brother a job, for goodness sakes. And he right, but this. it's not like it's not like other schools wouldn't be willing to hire his brother if he chose them. Like, that's the op. It's, that, that's it's, very true. I mean, it's very true. I, I just don't buy that. Um, we'll see. I mean, I just think I, I think it would take a pretty epic collapse for that to happen, but um, still, it's one of those things where you don't feel comfortable until he's on campus in January practicing with the team, um, and that's kind of when you yeah, can Yeah, when relax. he's in class in January, you're, yeah, you you're, can kind of relax then. You feel and then, good about it, obviously. Yeah, for sure. So were you more upset at this loss or the Memphis loss or the Florida loss? Where did this fall? That's a good question. I was more I was more pissed after the Memphis loss. Yeah, I, I think Memphis loss was the most upsetting. Yeah. Um, also, it's hilarious. Uh, I guarantee you, no one predicted Ole Miss to have the three losses they have at this point. No way. There's like they they were before the season. You would not like before the season. We thought the game of the year was at Auburn. I mean, it's it's just crazy yeah, we how all, much things change. We all missed it. Um, but so I, to answer to answer your question, I think Memphis is the most upsetting. Um, yes. They just they, the team just rolled over that day. Um, you saw it a little bit at Florida, but at Florida we didn't go up two scores and then blow it. Um, and, and versus Arkansas, it was it wasn't really like a disappointing loss so much as just it was disappointing, but it was really just kind of a, a dagger dagger shot. in the heart. Like it was. We all watch Memphis light them up, and we watch Vanderbilt. Honest to God, like could have easily won that game. Mm-hmm. So really, th- th- I mean, we pretty much only beat quarterbacks that weren't completing passes when we were, when we were playing good teams. We play competent quarterbacks. Just- so that's why Dak is scary. The only thing that makes that game different, I think, is Ole Miss matches up pretty well. I think with State's defense, we'll see how true that is when it gets. To be the you know the egg bowl, it's a but high scoring game. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah. It actually should be a pretty fun like offensive egg bowl to watch. I mean, two great quarterbacks slinging it. I give Ole Miss receivers a slight edge, although State uses their receivers well. Um, Ole Miss's running game surprisingly at this point looks a little bit better than State's. Yeah, honest to God, if you had to, I mean, neither one of them's great. It's really but... been a very surprising season. A lot of things not you know the way we predicted them to turn out. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we'll do a full LSU preview next week. Obviously, Ole Miss has a, uh, has a bye this week, so we have some time. Um, and, and that's good for the team, too. Give Tony Connor an extra week to get that swelling down. Uh, anybody else that's kind of banged up? I don't, were there any injuries out of the Arkansas game? I, I can't remember. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, they can all, other than just the psyche of, of blowing control of their destiny. But I – Right. I even think, yeah. I mean, I even think players knew, some players knew deep, deep down that, I mean, they, they've they seen that. I mean, even defensive players knew that, that this wasn't the same defense as last year. And it, it could, that right, sure. wasn't shocking. I guess you want to go around the league now from last week? Sure, yeah. Um, I got SECsports.com pulled up. I got here. it here. State beats Missouri 31-13 in Como Thursday night. It absolutely poor. I watched some of that game. Absolutely yeah, I watched some flooded. Too. Yeah, it was raining uh, a lot. I'd say I'd give them State a hard time about letting Mizzou score a touchdown, except that it was absolutely flooding and Dak looked good. So State went in there, did their job, and they've quietly they're is it. Are they seven and two now? Is that right? Yeah, they're a game better than Ole Miss just because Post they Alabama. Their I think they get Alabama at a great spot and really. And I, legit, I, I agree, but I don't think it's enough. Still, I mean, I think it's a competitive game, and if Dak goes out there and has a day, they can. They could. I think Bama's Bama is a little bit too complete 
for for State to knock them out. State, State could, could beat a flawed. I think if State got Bama where we got Bama in the schedule, they would have just as good of a chance um, as Ole Miss did. I mean, Ole Miss really benefits from playing Alabama early in the year. I think at, at this point, at this yeah. point, I think Alabama's figured out uh, what it does well. I agree with that. It's figured out what its identity is, um, and that's something that I think when Ole Miss played them, they really hadn't figured out yet. No, they tried to start Cooper. They started Cooper Bateman. Exactly, exactly, and, and that was like a, a total desperation move. It seemed like, like well, I, 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 did, I never understood. I didn't understand it at the time. I don't understand it now. Um, but I, I just think that State's going to have too much on their hands between Derrick Henry. Um, the play action passing game plus Alabama's front seven. Uh, it's not like Alabama's corners and safeties are bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah. Dak will probably get some points, uh, and he might even have a good game, probably a better game than he had last year, just because his passing seems to have improved. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I go as far as you with um, giving them a real puncher's chance there. All the way up to number seventeen, though. Wow, good for State. Yeah, these college playoff rankings that make no sense. But uh-huh. state deserves to be seventeen. I'll give it. Were we even in the top twenty-five this week? I didn't see. No, it. there's no three-loss team in there. I mean, okay. I imagine we would be the top three-loss, but who cares? Right, right, the rankings don't matter. Doesn't matter. You lost yeah. to Memphis and Arkansas. That's, yep. That's you can't. You have no room to complain. Yep. Uh, Florida beats Vanderbilt nine-seven. I watched I, that game as well. It was. I did uh, as well. Um, I tell you, the the record. It was a heartbreaker good. for Vandy. Asin's done a good job. Those that team plays for them. They have no offensive talent outside of Ralph Webb, but that team plays for Mason. Yeah. Solution to Ole Miss's defense is hope Vandy gets stupid and fires Mason and go write a big check and hire Mason as your DC. Apparently, he and he get along, but that's just too that's too perfect a scenario. Yeah, I I, I don't think that that they're gonna fire him. No, they're not. Mason he he, he really should get a couple more years because it. I think we underestimate how big of a mess Franklin left that roster when he I, left. I agree, and I, I think that this season Mason has shown that he's moving in the right direction. But I just, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But I doubt I doubt he'll be a DC anyway. He has to show. They have to see offensive. Improvement. I mean, they could beat Tennessee at the end of the year. I think so. They have. I, think I mean, if they can play Florida nine seven uh, in the swamp, they can beat Tennessee. That's my opinion. They get Kentucky. Yeah, they get Kentucky at home this week. They should win that game. Yeah, so they're 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 looking um looking much improved from last season. I would say. Yep, Georgia. I mean, rumors about Schottenheimer and Pruitt and Rick not getting along. Oh, yeah. he, he, he beat Kentucky twenty-seven to three. Woohoo! Um, Mark Rick's probably going to accidentally go nine and three. Of course, and he is. What do you do with him? But but the three were just ob- obliterations. That's I mean, that's something to keep in mind. Yes, they got. I mean, um, they're clearly not where they need to be. Sure. But. I mean, best case scenario for Ole Miss fans is Mark Rick is fired, and they hired Dan Mullen at Georgia to get him out of the state of Mississippi because it's just it's it's tough sledding going against against uh, Mullen at your rival. He's it's it's not that he's you know the best coach in the SEC. He's not going to win a championship, in but, but but he knows he's going to beat you in the Egg Bowl. Yeah, he's he's gonna develop. Five year guys that could, that are going to be pissed as hell when you come to Starkville and they're going to hit you in the mouth. Um, and he's going to get players like Chris Jones and uh, oh, who's Leo Lewis, um, like guys that you could certainly use on your roster. And he's, he's and also uh, you want Rick fired just because we play Georgia in Oxford next season. Um, although, look at beating playing, Mark Rick at home is doable. 
Uh, right, but also, that's true, that's true, but look at playing McIlwain in his first year, we thought that was a blessing too, and it turns out we were wrong about that, so who really knows who we want coaching to? It just shows Muschamp as incompetent as how incompetent he was as a head coach. I really want Fuente to leave Memphis this year, I'm pretty positive he will with all the jobs that are open. He'll get a job, because there's not that many great candidates, even after losing Navy this week. No, yeah, I think at this point it doesn't matter, he's made a statement, he got a statement win. Uh, he's proven that he can take a, a cellar dweller and get them at least into the first college football playoff ranking. Um, that's enough. I mean, that's as much as you could really do it. Well, I got Temple and Houston. He needs to at least win one of those. But yeah, it would help. I agree, it would help. But I think he could. Well, he get, I think he could go Maryland, South Carolina, um, Miami. Maybe he could get one of those jobs with what What's he's done so those, far. He's one of those jobs. Yeah, I think he. I think he takes one of those jobs. Um, I'm really interested to see who USC hires. Um, I mean, I've heard, I've heard Mullen's name floated for that. Sumlin's name's been floated for that. I don't know why anybody would hire Sumlin right now. I think he's probably stuck with A and M for a while. Southern Cal or South Carolina? Yeah, yeah, Southern Cal, Southern Cal. I mean, I don't think he's a top candidate, but I think he's in there. I think he's in there top five or ten. I don't see Mullen as a fit out there. I don't know. I mean, does he? He he doesn't seem like a fit in Starkville, but he he is. Ah, Mullen's. They love the brashness. I don't know. I mean, I. Bowen would be he could go he, he he could be at the right ACC school the right SEC school or really any Big Ten school he could be a coach at is kind of my thought I don't see him as a Pac twelve guy but I think USC should hire Rick because they need somebody squeaky clean to come in and get rid of that that uh, kind of the last two coaches with the the weird firings and somewhat scandals or I, I don't know about Rick but they definitely need someone squeaky clean in there. Yeah, they need somebody calm. I don't know who's going to be. We'll we'll see yeah, where they go with we'll that. that. What other what other games from last uh, week? Tennessee squeaked by South Carolina. Um, Tennessee's no going to win out. The Vols are going to be back, which we'll deal with that in the off season. Um, good for is it Sean Elliott at South Carolina is the interim. He's got them playing harder and all of that. So mm-hmm. good for him. He'll probably. I don't. I do not see him keeping the job though. I mean, I, I would imagine Carolina. No, I don't know. I mean, Fuente to Carolina feels about right. We'll see, I guess. Um, Auburn goes and takes care of A&M. I didn't see any of the game, but it sounds like they took care of him handily. Um, yeah, I didn't see that either. Kyler, I haven't seen Kyler Murray show any ability to be able to read a defense. So, to me, it's like if you play anything competent scheme-wise, you can take away the passing well, I don't. I, man, you'd have to be a pretty special talent to play that much baseball and be able to start at quarterback as a true freshman in the SEC West. Like that's like that's I think that's an argument for specialization right there. Like if 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 you want to be an instant impact SEC quarterback, I really don't know if you have time to play two sports. It's at a high level the way that the way that Kyler Murray does. Well, he he was what school in Dallas was he quarterback at? Uh, that's a good question. Oh, I'm making that up. Um Problem for A and M is the dude's got talent. He went to, but he, he went to Allen, where uh, where little goes. Allen, so he's at he's at he's from Allen. It's a huge. I mean, they they played an eighteen thousand seat stadium that cost sixty million dollars to build, and there's so much pressure and so there's so many politics behind him that it's like he can do whatever he wants, and someone clearly doesn't have full control over that situation. And you know, it's interesting. Um, it's just classic A. It's classic A and M and Aggie. Board of Regents getting in their own way. If you, if you follow recruiting, you kind of know of the major services. Um, scouts not great at player evaluation. They go out a lot of five stars. Uh, ESPN is pretty atrocious. I, I would say Rivals puts the most 
effort into actually evaluating uh, future potential, especially with quarterbacks. Mike Farrell's really into that. They, yeah. were, they were the only service that did not have Murray ranked as a five-star. It's interesting. Yeah. Something to note. Something to note. There. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a big win uh, for Auburn, I guess. But what what record are they looking at right now? Well, they get the they get the Iron Bowl. They're five and four currently with Georgia, Idaho, Alabama left. So really, well, they're going to a bowl now. They beat a And M. They're going to a bowl. They get um, the Iron Bowl in Auburn, which I mean, Gus is going to go out there with four thousand gimmicks, and who knows? Further, further play roulette and see what happens. Man, but, there's going to be a lot of Alabama fans there, I would guess. Yeah, although it's the Iron Bowl, I mean, but I, Auburn. But I, I, mean, I think of it. I mean, I could be wrong about this, but it's it's almost like if it was the Egg Bowl, it'd be one of those things where Ole Miss fans would be afraid to go and watch. State beat their brains in at home. Like you just don't want to see it. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Um, that Auburn, Auburn versus Georgia in Auburn. That's uh, I mean, Gus could win that one too. He could. Two, he could. It's two flawed teams. I mean, that, that, that's a big game for both coaches. If Gus can win that and win another, because Auburn has how many? What they're now five wins. They, I mean, if he can, if he can right the ship and get to seven and five, then you know, okay, you, you move on. It looked like they might even make a bowl game earlier in the year. So, mm-hmm. and, I, and they should have won the Arkansas game, really. If Ricardo Lewis. Man, so it's it's weird that Auburn has Tim Cook and Jimmy Wales as alums, like two like pretty well known tech, uh, like yeah. successful people. That's just random. You wouldn't think of Farm School yeah. Auburn as having that, but mm-hmm. I guess they have good engineering there. Yeah. Um. Any other games that uh, we haven't mentioned from last week? Uh, Bam LSU, we covered that. Alabama, I mean, yeah. L- what happened? What happened? Give me, give me more of a, a breakdown of how the game played out. So LSU comes out and says we're going to line up and hand the ball to Fournette, and Alabama says we know you're going to do that. We have an NFL front seven. We're going to stop that, and then LSU for whatever. I'm not. I don't know why they didn't come out. I thought if LSU had come and schemed it to where they throw the ball or in the first half to Dupree, Doral, they can win those matchups against Alabama secondary. And then to me, Fournette was going to get his yards closing out right. the game. Right. They played it the other way and got. I mean, it was 13-10 Alabama at the half. Harris threw a pick in the second half. I mean, Miles tried to play it straight, straight up conventional, which uh-huh. he's got a good football team, but. I mean, but the the you thing you don't want to do against Bama is do exactly what they're expecting and run right in their teeth. I mean, just, and it gave them confidence. And just LSU's offensive game, their lack of create, lack of ability to try anything on offense is just mind blowing to me. Which it, what it really shows is they don't they don't trust Harris. I mean, sure. they just they, they they don't. I mean, we've been we have been wondering that all year. They opened it up some against Florida, and we're able to. Be successful, maybe because it was on the road. They didn't want. It. They wanted to get him settled into the game, but I don't know. I mean, that's a. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, LSU. LSU's lack of ability to get any consistent quarterback play um, since Matt Flynn is just is mind blowing. Well, the Mettenberger was pretty good, but they couldn't. You know, they couldn't get it done with him either. So. I don't know. I mean, everybody's said Alabama looks dominant. I think there's a way to play Alabama. Ole Miss showed it. State has the ability to more. I think State has the ability to replicate portions of that. Um, we'll see though. But can they tackle Derrick Henry? Who the hell knows? We will. 
We will see. Um, Alabama most likely wins out and goes to the playoff, though. I think we'd be I mean, very missed if anything, anything else happened. Just looking ahead to this week in the league, obviously Ole Miss on the bye. Looking at uh, noon game, South Florida at South Carolina. Florida have clinched the East now. They're really they're what's left to play for them is to win out, beat beat Carolina. I don't know if they have a garbage team or a bye before Florida State, but win those two games and then they're they would they would put themselves if Florida wins out and beats Alabama at Atlanta, which I do not expect. I don't think they will. I think there's a notable gap between the two teams. They would be in the playoff, so they're alive for that. But I wouldn't don't expect that. But Florida should win by double digits in Carolina. You mentioned Georgia Auburn. It's uh, noon on CBS on the CBS doubleheader. Um, inter- interesting game. Rick neat. If Rick wins out, it feels like they keep him, which is just kind of. I think that uh, this is. I mean, I don't know. We say this a lot of years, like. Yep. But this is a, a chance for them to uh, say either we're happy with the way Rick runs the program, or we're committed to winning bigger. We I, will I don't know, know without a doubt what Georgia wants to be. If depending on hypothetically, if Rick goes nine and three, they beat Auburn, they beat Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. and whoever the heck else, Kentucky, I think, is left on the schedule. They went. He wins those three games. They go nine and three. If they said, okay, we're going to keep you, then that that tells me Georgia's not really they, – they're content just to be good, not great. Exactly. Um, if, I'm a, if, if I'm a Georgia fan, if I'm a Georgia fan, I, I, honestly, I look for – I want Rick to lose to Auburn and or Georgia Tech just because mm-hmm. you know what you have. And, hell, go, go hire somebody. If he sucks, that's fine. But – I mean, you've had enough nine and three Capital One Bowl seasons. I mean, at the end of the day, you've seen everything at Disney World. You want to go? You want to go? Yeah. To a, try to go to a playoff game for real. I mean, I I think that if Georgia was to get rid of Rick and make the right hire, uh, it it could it could be one of those things where it's like, wow, why did we not do this earlier? Like with the resources they have, the recruiting uh, capabilities you have in Georgia. Um, I mean, there really isn't any excuse for for not winning the East three out of five years. Well, the past this year and the past two years, it, it, it's baffling. They haven't won it at least once. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. You let Missouri win it twice, and now this year McIlwain in his first year at Florida. Like, golly, that's embarrassing. Like, Jordan fans should be embarrassed by that. Absolutely, I'm looking for lines on this game. These games, I don't know if you have them pulled up or not, but let's. See. Memphis is a four-and-a-half-point dog on the road to Houston, but you get mad at me every time I talk about an ICC line, so I'll stop. Uh, how, much, how, much, how big is the line? Uh, Houston's only a four-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Okay, that's not bad. Um, Kentucky, Vanderbilt is open at minus two-and-a-half, up to minus three, hosting Kentucky this weekend. Um, games, in, games in Nashville. I think Van, Vandy should win that. I think so too. Yeah, Kentucky is has really fallen apart. I mean, I remember when we were is, saying that Tolls was a good quarterback. Is uh, Stoops on the hot seat? Uh maybe. I mean, they were supposed to. They were supposed to be a lot better this season than they've been. So they, they, they he needed to make a bowl this year and didn't. So I I think they keep him one more year, but it it it's just doesn't feel like it's going to work out. Um. 
Bama opened at minus six against State. It's up to eight. I like taking State in the eight with the eight points there, honestly. I think they can keep it with two. Well, I mean, we all watched the game last season where Dan Mullen, like, like clearly covered. Oh, he purpose. knows the line. He, he covered the hell out of that line. That was that was. I funny. think the Cowbells can somewhat rattle Coker. I really believe that. Now, can they tackle – can they slow down Henry enough? I don't know. That's the one thing that makes me hesitant with that. Mm-hmm. Arkansas at LSU. LSU opened minus nines down to eight or eight and a half, or seven and a half, depending on which book you have. I like Arkansas on the points there because I think LSU – I mean – of course, then again, if Arkansas can't, I mean, if LSU can just line up and hand the ball to Fournette, then I think they can do that against Arkansas. But we'll see. How? What is LSU's state of mind after getting dominated in the second half in Tuscaloosa? That's, right. the, that's the real question to me. Sure. And I think that's valid. It'll be something to watch for sure. Um, Here's Georgia-Auburn. This is interesting. Georgia opened as a two-point favorite at Auburn. Now it's one-and-a-half Auburn, so all the money coming in on the Tigers. They People like what they saw out of um, out of Auburn in College Station. Although, I guess, is Sean White out? And Jeremy Johnson played last weekend. I mean, can he do it two weeks in a row, assuming he starts again? Or who knows? That's a... That'll be interesting to follow. Kind of what Auburn's quarterback situation makes me not like them. I want to take George. I think Grayson Lambert's okay. I don't think he's as bad as some people make him out to be. Is Sonny Michelle still playing fairly well? Yeah, the problem, see, the problem is, is Georgia really have a running game without Chubb in there. And, mm-hmm. I mean, Michelle was good, but I don't know. Yeah. It's not that it's not I don't think it's like last year where when Gurley went down Chubb was actually better. I don't think we're seeing that. Uh, oh, oh, Chubb wasn't better than Gurley. Uh, he you say he was more effective? Yeah. He I said he was effective. Uh, he he was good. He was, I mean Gurley could have done the same thing. I don't know. I mean when when Gurley went down Chubb ended up having a better fiscal season than Gurley was having. But I, I'm not saying he's necessarily better straight up, whatever, whatever. But yeah, okay, he yeah, was more than a he was more than a replacement. Like he was above replacement. Yeah, of course. We that's the thing with George. With we talk we talk about Rick and Georgia. Hell, he had Chubb and Gurley in the same backfield last yeah, year. Yeah, silly. And and who was who was the quarterback there last year? Oh, uh, who was the Hudson Mason? Oh, Hudson Mason. Yeah. See, that's the pro- like they're yes they they're bringing in Easton this year. Um, although if Georgia fires Rick, that would probably mess that up. But he he hasn't really recu- uh, recruited any good quarterbacks there. I just it's just well, he had David Green on a bunch of games, had Stafford, but Stafford has beautiful arm, a little, probably a little overrated as an actual player. Mm-hmm. And Murray was really good. I mean, if they don't screw up in the fourth quarter against Alabama in the 2012 title game win that game. They beat Notre Dame. Rick wins a title, and this is all a mute point. I mean, arguably, Rick's whole perception comes down to two games, but mm-hmm. anyway. Well, it'll be, it'll be, watching what Georgia does there will be fascinating. Missouri hosting BYU. I have no idea why they scheduled this game this time of year. Yeah, it's a weird one. BYU, it's in, uh, I think it's in Kansas City or St. It's in either Kansas City or St. Louis. I think it's in Kansas City. Um, let's see. Open BYU minus two, now minus six and a half. 
I know BYU lost Taysom Hill beginning of the season, but I would think after all of the uh, events at Mizzou the past week that that team would – I don't know how focused they'll be playing a football game. So I like BYU there. Yeah, I really doubt it. And so are, are they going to to play, I guess, would be my question? Like are the players still on strike? I'm not sure. Oh, well, yeah, they got the uh, chancellor and the president to resign. Well, that's true, but that was one of many demands. Uh, they they – I thought they announced their plan. Though. I didn't know. I just hadn't seen that. I, I saw where Pinkle came out in support, which I thought was kind of weird. I thought he probably regretted that later when the narrative kind of turned against the protesters a little bit. But uh, it's a really weird situation there. There's a I have lot of no, strange stuff. I have sides. no comment because I cannot make sense of it. It just doesn't fully. Yeah, I, it's kind. Of, I it it seems like both sides are kind of uh, who knows who knows where they're really coming from. Uh, if we talked about this, LSU minus seven and a half versus yeah, Arkansas. Hit that. Um, um, scrolling down here. I like the, I like the Hogs. I, I, I can see Arkansas kind of getting on it. Well, they got a hard I schedule. I can see them too. I mean, they have a hard schedule, but they're playing pretty well. Um, I mean, they don't have much of a defense, but they can score. Tennessee minus 41 against North Texas. Uh, <laughs> buddy Austin Miller works for North Texas. They That's fired true. the coach halfway through. Friend I think the they show. had one win. Uh, they can Butch, cover that forty-one though. But Butch played him close last week, and he he didn't beat Carolina as much as he should. He's got to get everybody. I mean, I think they they're going to run the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. I, I think Tennessee covers that line. I actually like that a lot. We'll see. I I wouldn't. I I'm not going to touch a forty-one point spread, but you know I could see it going either way. North um, Texas lost to an FCS team at home. That's true. And has an interim coach. If there's ever a forty-point game to bet on, there it is. Uh, Florida, South Carolina, Florida open ten and a half. It's only seven and a half. I think Florida covers. The, well, hmm. I don't know. Oh, Carolina's bad. Carolina look. Kyler Murray look good. I think Florida wins by ten, which would cover. Right. I think that. I that think line is an, after the bandy game. Honestly, they kind of. I, I think stuff. that South Carolina line is an overreaction to them playing Tennessee close, and an overreaction to Florida playing Vanderbilt close. And I don't. I, the, the matchup's not as good. Like Vanderbilt's defense is much better than any unit on South Carolina's team. Absolutely, and Carolina's defense is atrocious. Right, and, and it's not like they have a killer offense to take to kind of mask it or anything. So yeah, I think I think that line's an overreaction. So I think we'll see Florida cover it. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the SEC lines for this week. Yeah, there's no line for A&M in Western Carolina, which there shouldn't be. Man, what a bummer. Too bad. So, I'd love to that, get some of that action. If you get an offshore line, bet it because it's inexplicable. Yeah. <laughs> um, How about basketball? Did you watch any yeah, of Yeah, I watched, I watched uh first half of the exhibition. It was fun, man. Um, You're going to be able to play defense? Uh, I, I'm – I think we'll play okay defense. I don't know how much it'll matter just because we're going to try to run up and down the floor and like score as much as possible. Score a lot of points type team. We're going to be solidly on the bubble, but I think um, I think you're going to really like some of the new players. Tomas Giello is like really fun to watch. Basically, it's like MJ Rhett with maybe another inch or two, a little bit lighter and can shoot threes. Okay. Uh, it's pretty sweet. Um, he, he yeah. hit three or four big threes. I can remember he also dunked a few times, had like had some breakaways. Uh, that was awesome. I like JT Escobar. He got the start at point guard over Sam Finley in the exhibition, although Finley obviously well too. Finley did. Seen? Finley had a huge second half. Um, like I said, I didn't watch the second half, but he put a ton of points up. Um, I, I think we're, we're going to be okay at point guard. The real question is obviously, you know, in the post, our only true post player is uh, Sebastian Saiz. We're going to be asking... 
Um, we're going to be asking GLO to play down there, I would assume some, as well as um, Mark Canvas Hyman. Uh, Terry Brutus is still out for uh, at least another, another month, four or six weeks, I think, right? So I, that's I'm just going to be honest. Not right. really an option. I don't expect anything out of Bruce this year. I, I don't just, just like, just like last two years. Too. I don't expect anything out of Brutus. He's been banged up for too long. And I really, wish, if well, if Martavius Newby can find some offense, uh, I think the starting five is pretty good. Um, either Finley or Escobar, and then Moody, Jello, Saez, and Newby. That's your that's your starting five. Pretty decent, well, you know. When they what about our boy Anthony Perez, I uh, did not see much uh, out of him that much? I can remember. He, he, well, see, since it was an exhibition, they were kind of platooning, and that makes for really weird because you know, yep. right? And we're not; it's not like we're ever going to do that in a real game. Like we're not going to put out there uh, um, the football player with Terrence Williams, his name, him, and. Uh, Perez and Hyman, like the the second team they put out there was pretty garbage. But you know, obviously we're going to rotate him in and out. Um, we saw Perez have a productive strict uh, stretch in the middle of the season last year. I could see something like that happening again. But I think Jello is going to be kind of kind of going to show Ole Miss fans like, wow, this is what having a good stretch for is really like. But we'll see. I, I'm really excited about him. Is he just here for one year? Is yeah, he's he a, he's a he's a graduate transfer okay. from Liberty. So we got Here's him for the, one uh, year. What's up? The other thing, they signed five. Today was the fall yeah, signing signed period. They, five. they signed five. Between those five and then the Miami guard transfer, I think everybody's pretty high on the guard that transferred from Miami sitting out this year. I think I think next year's roster is what AK is looking toward to be, you know, kind of really be reloaded. Obviously, this year I think they'll be good. I mean, Moody, Moody gives them a chance to compete, and Saez potentially develops. Beyond that, it's a – it feels like a nine and nine. It feels like a ten and you know, not. It feels like a five hundred team. Maybe AK gets him to ten or eleven conference wins because he typically gets more of a team than he should, and he kind of hangs around there on the bubble. But who knows? We'll see. Um, that'll be. But I really think next year's kind of he'll he'll have, he'll have a point guards with years, a couple, at least a year of experience, and then a bunch of dudes coming in. So that's kind of that's my view on basketball. I have very mild expectations. Me, it's get the pavilion open, let Moody entertain you, and. I think this team. I think this team could surprise some people this year. Um, I think we talked about in the past. The schedule isn't really too tough um, in the non-conference. It, you have some things that work out okay for you uh, in the conference schedule. I think um, it's going to be kind of like last season. Uh, there's a lot of veterans on the team, and there's also a lot of inexperience when you get a little deeper into the bench. But I mean, that's a that's a very experienced starting five outside of Escobar slash Finley. Um, those other four players uh, have played quite a bit of Division One basketball. Although is Liberty Division One, maybe not. But I, I still think Jello um, have played at a, a decently high level. Yeah, um, and I think gaps smaller between basketball conferences. Exactly. It, yeah, it exactly. is, but it isn't. But yeah. But I yeah, and he's also also he he plays on the Polish national team. Um, he he he's not like he just played at a small school and that's his only his only level of basketball. So I. I don't know. I'm not ready to say uh, what their SEC record is going to be quite yet, but ask me again in like two or three weeks. Maybe I'll have a better idea. Um, First game of the season is Friday night versus Northwestern State, I believe. Um, Funny story from the first game. uh, They were having a bunch of issues with the shot clock, and they kept having to stop the game to try to fix fix the the shot clock. Because apparently this season – 
Um, yeah. The refs are wearing mics, and the shot clock starts automatically at the sound of their whistle, which is kind of yeah. interesting. But at the same time, do we really think that was going to work in the tad pad, like the very first time they did it? <laughs> but apparently, uh, another friend of, the, friend of the show, Will Bedwell, was um, was there at the game with uh, Alex Ridgeway. Shout out, guys! Um, and they were they got really good seats. Obviously, those exhibition games, you can sit basically yeah. courtside. Um, yep. Bedwell said that when they stopped the clock for the third or fourth time because of uh, the shot clock thing, he tried to get a like a nine more games chant started, um, but apparently it didn't <laughs> work. I thought it was pretty funny though. Yeah. Um, I, I gave him props for that one. So Tad Pad is on its last leg, but that's that's all we need from it. Just a few more games. Hallelujah. Yeah, the pavilion's gonna be so nice. I can't wait um, to get it's in there. It's laughable. And... You walk out by the pavilion, the size of it compared to like little tad pad, and you're just like, man, that's a joke. But and just the the way the tad pad just just looks so outdated. And when you go in there, it's like, wow, this is so rinky dink. Yeah, I, my my thought is this is a 500 team, and my concern is is front court play. Can Saez be a de- be a can really be a steady guy. I think it's really going to depend on and who's going to play for. We talked about this last week too. I think it's going to depend on the rest of the league. I mean, it depends how many teams really have those dominant big men that can make you pay. Uh, and it was the same. It was the same last year. Um, Feels like not that many though. That's, that's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm like, thinking. Like I, Vander, I need to watch. We, know, we know Vandy's going to be good, but I think they can actually match up. Yeah, Vandy has a center that can that can give us a lot of problems. But I think besides that, I mean, like we talked about, Bobby Portis has gone at, at Arkansas. Uh, Mickey's gone at LSU. Um, so it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see a lot of turnover how we match league. up. Kentucky will have somebody because they always do. But besides that, Tennessee. And honestly, honestly, yeah. I. I like Andy Kennedy's defense even more than his offense. So if that's where we're most worried about, I feel a little bit better with his ability to mass deficiencies using, um, you know, different formations and switching sets and stuff like that. He, he's good at that kind of stuff. So I kind of think that he'll be able to mask it, but we'll see. There'll definitely be some games where we just can't do anything about a big man. That's what I'm expecting. Kind of like yep. we saw last season. Stainbrook, for instance, in the NCAA tournament, and and some other players that just we couldn't stop that dual threat big man. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably still going to be a problem this season. But I, I think we look good on offense. I'm excited to see uh, see the way they shape up. So Friday night, be looking towards that. We'll be watching as well. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Anything else you want to cover? We could go through the we could go through the playoff rankings if you'd like. Do we have to? You don't want to. <laughs> We don't, why don't we? Why don't we do it next week? We won't like. What are we gonna talk about for the first twenty minutes with no one miss game? Let's That's let's say we've we've gone an hour. We've gone an hour for you. We'll have three people. weeks of the committee to make fun of at that point too. Exactly. So because they they are illogical this year, but we'll get into that next week. I kind of feel like, and this is a teaser for our our next show when you can tune in for our full uh, college football playoff ranking breakdown, as well as maybe some coaching carousel stuff. I we talk about it every week, but maybe we'll get more into it next week. But I kind of feel like it's going to be one of those things where the rankings make absolutely no sense until the last week. And then you kind of understand what they were trying to do the whole time. Kind of like last year when you, well, there, it, there's no point in ranking teams right now, other than just entertainment for ESPN, which well, I, there's that. I, I don't know. I kind of see the point in having the same committee release their ranking week after week, even when it doesn't matter, just so you can kind of point back and say, look, we were using the same criteria the whole time. Although, I don't know what criteria they really are using. We'll see. 
Um, they're, but, they're, they're using whatever makes them money. I mean, Alabama, <laughs> Ohio State, Notre Dame, Notre Dame at the four. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I said. That's what I said last season with the first ranking. Al- Alabama, Al- Oregon, FSU, Ohio State. Is Alabama ahead of Ohio State? I know Ohio State hadn't played that well, but Alabama lost the game at home. Yeah. And to, to a team that's lost three games. Could like, have easily lost Tennessee at home. Well, not yeah. easy. Could have conceivably lost that game. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, so look for that next week. Um, we won't have much to talk about Old Miss Wise, hopefully, except perhaps the commitment of Greg Little, let's hope, as well as uh, the first basketball, actually maybe the first two basketball games will be in the books by then. The first one's Friday, the second one's like Tuesday or something, so maybe not the second one yet. Um, but thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, you know where to find us on social media, I would hope, and our website, LanceWaxAfterDark.com. Uh, thanks for talking to me, John. Um, you know, uh, another another episode of the book. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.